A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. Plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, I'll be in better shape to talk to you about it. There's literally little naked girls running around in that locker room, and there are people who, just by saying that they're gender fluid or trans, are taking advantage and coming in with their feet hanging out. It's about saying I'm an ally and being proud to be an ally, adding your pronouns to your email signatures and social media sites, and observing Remembrance Days, like Trans Day of Remembrance, and sharing those on social media too. Oh, hi. Uh, due to America being a hot, steaming pile of garbage continuously, I will not be celebrating Fourth of July or Thanksgiving now or ever. Oh. So nobody earns the pleasure of sitting next to her for Thanksgiving. That is wow. a human tragedy. She would be so Maybe fun. Maybe we should think about what we've done, uh, given our great loss of her presence at Thanksgiving. So this uh, this spate of, and I understand that we passed uh, the 4th of July, but there's we've got a little housekeeping to do regarding that. This absolute piss-poor attitude people have now, because you know we're not relevant, we're not somebody, unless we can uh, build ourselves into a temple of... Uh, confessions and um, of, uh, you know, soul cleansing. So we have to say that the 4th of July sucks. I mean, it's it's so uh, it's so haggard and it's so talk radio for us to even be talking about this. Not that there's anything wrong with talk radio, especially tomorrow morning from 10 to 2 in WTIC. <laughs> um, but really, it just tells you about the people. This race to be miserable. I want to be more miserable. So here's... A day with all the good stuff, yeah. all the possibilities, and I'm going to decide to be absolutely miserable about it and use this day to hate this country. Because mm-hmm. I was born of um, of just uh, dishonorable and, and wretched uh, beginnings from this GD country that's treated me so badly now. That I have all these wonderful trappings, 
and I've got a great phone and I can use social media. I was born in a country so bad, wretched, rotten, oppressive, uh, authoritative, authoritarian, mm-hmm. that I can bitch and moan about it loudly to the entire world and there are zero state ramifications. This government is so oppressive, so vicious, dictatorial, that I can say and accuse this government and these people and leadership, if I want, of absolutely anything with zero response, Mm -hmm. with zero fallout to me. You're not this, a political prisoner. You are right. posting on TikTok. You can say whatever you want in this country due to a bunch of men that you hate from 1776 that you're not going to acknowledge anymore because you think they were terrible and your freedom to do every single thing you want to, including be a, being a miserable little prick, your freedom was precisely provided by those men. And it's funny because today I did actually reread Frederick Douglass's uh, rightfully renowned speech, What to a Slave is the Fourth of July. Um, and he's definitely very harsh on America in it and on the hypocrisy of celebrating the Fourth of July, uh, you know, right after they had passed the fugitive slave law that um, made it so that a slave couldn't be free even if they escaped to the northern parts of the country where there supposedly wasn't slavery. And, you know, he was, he was very critical of that. And, you know, people rightly quote that. But he also, mm-hmm. in the same speech, talks about the greatness of the founders. He quotes Thomas Jefferson about how he knew slavery was bad and how the, uh, the founders, you know, knew that this was not going to last that they put together something that you know made it so that slavery couldn't be permanent forever and you know he saw that coming essentially that that this was an unstable you know sort of peace made with slavery in the heat of the moment and you know while he definitely doesn't pull his punches in that speech he also this is a person who was literally enslaved in america um he also is able to acknowledge the founding for what it is and is clearly very impressed by the founding fathers and, you know, just wants the America that they envisioned to be extended to him and to people like him, you know, but, but he also believes in the trueness and rightness of their vision and in, you know, what they were able to create on this earth and you know he mentions the constitution and the declaration of independence and he says specifically in that speech he challenges his audience to find him where the constitution is pro-slavery because he says Mm -hmm. you cannot tell me that this document is pro-slavery it doesn't mention slavery in it and it is not a pro-slavery document this is a document that yes allowed slavery to continue to exist but was not a, a foundational document based on owning other people. Right. And, and so if he initially, could that- Thomas Jefferson actually did have some anti-slavery language in there, mm-hmm. um, anti-English slavery language in there, which was haggled over and finally excised as as not focusing on job one. Right. But, um, but you're right. And actually, the fact that he was pissed off about what seems like glaring hypocr- hypocrisy... Mm-hmm. Is 
good. Right. And right. And but that's exactly why the trigger was there. Mm-hmm. It is glaring. That's good. Draw attention to that. The more people who drew attention to that meant the more the adventure of uh, the moral adventure of um of righting the wrong the quicker it could be expedited. Right. So, you can't be hypocritical if your founding documents are based on saying slavery is good, which they were not. Right. But but you're right. for for people to have that to have that problem it's glaring it's glaring that you've got chattel slaves you know you're treating people as subhuman mm-hmm. when the thing says that all men are created equal right and it's a it's a moral entanglement right there mm-hmm. and you can't have you have to acknowledge that these that that blacks were human beings full human right. beings he actually says that he says if they're not human beings then you know why do you have laws in so many states that forbid <laughs> teaching black people to read because you know get he essentially says like get back great to me point. when you have laws great that point. T- say you can't teach your dog to read because great you, point you know. so that's why it's got it's like you've got this the and that's one of the things the reason of the declaration is so brilliant is that it's a splinter in the foot of the the, the country mm-hmm. in that line is a splinter in the foot of the constitution right you've got a something that needs to be resolved built right in mm-hmm. you know so i agree but i also agree i also think it's a good thing to be um to just be gutturally pissed off yeah. and he should have been and i like that he was a firebrand i also think that he could see that he also witnessed well-meaning men embark on on that moral adventure to try to to try to right the wrong mm-hmm. and so, fine you know okay the the civil war was about economics not about this about secession about preserving the union literally there's a thousand reasons nothing simple we know that there are also men who could have taken the easy way out mm-hmm. we could have resolved a compromise we could have lincoln did not have to do what he did right um and so i think douglas and other people Saw that, saw that, wow, these guys, some of these guys are true believers. And the sacrifices, and the torn up families, r- broken families, you know, divided families, and the hundreds of thousands of dead from the Civil War, um, I think it's pretty damn, it, this, is not, this, is, this is something that was mightily addressed before 2020. Yes, and all these people acting like it's brand new, and they've only just now discovered that actually America was really bad and no one's ever known this before. Right. Like they just discovered something that none of us had even heard of because apparently apparently there's a bunch of people out there that think that conservatives only learn in school that everything America did was always great and we never even had slavery or something. I don't know what they think conservatives learn in school, but you know, just the conception to them that we could actually know about these things and still celebrate the 4th of July, they right. like, can't understand it. I'm at the point with this country that like all this 4th of July decorations doesn't sit well with me because we're at a point where the American flag on any piece of anything hanging from your house, on your shirt, hanging from your car, on a sticker, on your car, whatever, it looks racist. Like the fact that it was the same. There's no... It, it looks racist if you're you. We're at no point, by the way, other than the fact that the biggest idiots in centuries are given the biggest platform. Mm-hmm. 
we're at no point. The fact that she's looking around and saying, well, I see the American flag and it's a unit around, it looks racist. Well, we're very selective in the looks racist game then. Right. Symbol of like the protests against masks and it was a symbol. Protest against masks. Hmm. There you go. So, and masks, so that was a race war too? Yeah, I think it was. For all lives matter and blue lives matter. It's like, it just, it screams racist to me. It screams colonizer. It's Man, there's the <laughs> jump. There's the jump. Colonizer. Hmm. I don't even know how that possibly, I don't even know. I know it's a fun word to use. And I'm glad it's getting used again because it's a, it's a strong word. But it doesn't mean remotely what she thinks i mean do isn't everybody who lives in america now a colonizer because this is all yeah I guess like so. colonized land like so anywhere unless i guess unless you're on an indian reservation then i guess you're not a colonizer but literally well, like depends. everybody else here is aren't they it depends if whoever was swept off that land well, well because yeah. the whole was the whole thing Considered belonging to indigenous peoples, even entire hundreds and thousands of miles of area where it, where Native Americans hadn't been, that's still theirs. Uh, I guess so. Yeah. Okay. I don't season my food. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, I don't season my food. What does that mean? That's a thing amongst liberals that like white people eat bland food. So she's saying if you have an oh, American flag, oh, it screams, I, I don't season my food. I like see. you're like a bland, boring, stupid white yeah, person. I would. Uh, Suggest she check out my seasoning. <laughs> um, I don't want to celebrate Fourth of July anymore. Fourth of July is officially canceled. I'm tired of seeing the thirteen colonies flags everywhere in California when we're not a thirteenth colony. Also, Fourth of July is overrated. Fireworks, and thanks for coming to my tip talk. So fireworks are—you may not like them, or maybe scared about by them, but they are pretty damn spectacular. I think they're pretty cool, and people like them a lot. Right, but even if you're afraid of them, fire like what? What do you have better happening in your backyard other than like the the Israeli Iron Dome defense system? Maybe when the uh, mm-hmm. when Hezbollah kicks in, it reminds me a little bit of how um, you know how some people at like DSA and Antifa things um, they consider it like triggering to people to clap because that can be like overwhelming for people with sensory processing issues. So they just like wave, they do like little jazz hands instead of applause. And Uh. it does remind me of that because it's like, well, fireworks might like be scary or mean to some people. So we can't, we just can't have them like, yeah, but they're, there's like really no substitute. They're pretty fun and cool. It's like, and you know what? Having a big crowd clapping is not the same as having a big crowd doing appreciative jazz hands. This, how, like they just have to has, suck all the joy and excitement well, out of things. Well, but also, if this, if they're afraid, if they're actually silently golf clapping for each other as to not hurt anybody, somehow they have made the wusses from Occupy Wall Street mic check, mic check. <laughs> Somehow they've made them out to be like the Delta Force now. <laughs> yeah, those are the tough ones. Yeah. God. Ugh, ridiculous. Oh, hi. Uh, due to America being a hot steaming pile of garbage continuously, I will not be celebrating Fourth of July or Thanksgiving now or ever. She'd make a great girlfriend, I think. Right? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that? By the way, I don't think there are any laws against 
travel outside of the country? Um, maybe due to the pandemic in some places if you're, now, but if, there haven't if been. If you're for stuck a long in this time. hot steaming pile of garbage, there are other options. I assume that she assume, thinks every other country is better. Uh, yeah. She should try one. And the other one who's fireworks are overrated, colonizer, I'm not doing this. The other one as well, of course, has her own car with her cell phone and, you know, mm. all sorts of stuff. She hates this country. She is absolutely taking advantage of everything it offers. She hates this place so much. It's like, you know, somebody saying they hate, uh, you know, Tiffany's. Meanwhile, like shopping for 700 brace- bracelets, but the whole way telling you how terrible the place is. Even Claire McCaskill. Was she a senator? What was she? I think um, she yes. was. Anyway, now she's an MSNBC jerk. We're going to start a new family tradition in my family on the 4th of July. And every 4th of July going forward, we're going to watch that video that the New York Times put together of, Jan- of January 6th. Sounds fun, Claire. We yeah. can't wait to be at your house for the 4th of July. Do you watch the 9-11 towers coming down on the 4th of July, too? I mean, like, how... What other events do you show yourself? This, <laughs> by the way, some people, like Anna Cabrera. Is it Anna Cabrera? Who's the one from, from Anna? Um, yeah, I know who you mean. Yeah. yeah that sounds Anna, Navarro. Navarro and Claire McCaskill. Some people spend a little too much time, like, patting together, putting together this, like, really cool throwdown, snowball, hot mm-hmm. take. It'll go viral. That thing from McCaskill was, uh, do better, Claire. You know what? Just, just aim lower next time. But they're not the only ones. I mean, Maxine Waters tweeted about July 4th. July 4th. And so the Declaration of Independence says all men are created equal. Equal to what? What men? Only white men? Isn't it something that they wrote this in 1776 when African Americans were enslaved? They weren't thinking about us then, but we're thinking about us now. Further, the Declaration of Independence says we hold these truths to be self-evident, yet 17 states have enacted voter suppression laws. The Supreme Court has gutted Section 5 of the Voting Rights Act. George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Michael Brown, Sandra Bland, Tamir Rice, need I say more? Hashtag July 4. Maxine Waters is worth millions of dollars, by the way. And Cori Bush joined in, too. The newest her most valuable asset was squad. a home value between one million and five million dollars in the Windsor Square neighborhood of Los Angeles. So it seems she's doing okay in the America that is oppressing her so badly. Uh, Corey Bush said, "When they say the Fourth of July is about American freedom, remember this: the freedom they're referring to is for white people. This land is stolen land, and black people still aren't free." Man, I'll tell you. Says for the an, congresswoman. Right. <laughs> I think uh, Frederick Douglass so that's would what, maybe not fully yeah. agree with that I assessment. think that things were worse for most people a couple of hundred years ago. It does seem like that. But um, Touré, Maj Touré or whatever his name is, he said he was a little more explicit. At the Griot, he wrote... F Independence Day. Not only were we not free, the whole reason the colonies wanted independence was because Britain was moving toward abolishing slavery. Why would black people celebrate a day so wrapped up in our enslavement? (sighs) But I feel like there is this movement happening right now to like totally create two separate universes. Like it's not just the diversity trainings, but they're trying to turn this like black national anthem thing into a thing like this spiritual lift every voice and sing that's kind of been colloquially called the black national Mm -hmm. anthem for quite a while like they made a big thing out of mostly nobody heard of it before 2020 well yeah but i mean 
It was a thing in the black community. It's not, a spiritual not song. everywhere in the black community. Okay. But it wasn't commonly known that like black people aren't included in the regular national anthem and they get their own, right? This was considered somewhat of a new development. Like, so they're pressing that they're pressing. I mean, I don't think we're that far away from like having a new flag for black Americans because that's like, if the New York times is pushing this, well, the American flag is so divisive. It's a colonizer flag. It's racist. We assume it's a Trump voter. If we see an American flag, like how far are we from someone saying like, we just shouldn't have, like we need a different flag for black people that lets them feel represented. Like if they have their own independence day, their own national anthem, their own flag. Like I just, I feel like it's this like really weird divisiveness that there are a bunch of people that want us to live in two separate countries. Oh, totally. I totally agree with that. I think Torre, who's supposed to be an educated guy would know that, um, that's not really, uh, that wasn't the end goal for, um, for, the colonists. No, it wasn't at all. There's plenty of grievances. They're very well known. Yeah, they actually wrote them out in a long list and sent it to the King yeah. of England in the Declaration of Independence. You know, they actually, in the Constitution, as Frederick Douglass, somebody I assume he's read, pointed out, crafted a document that was not pro-slavery and in which slavery and the word slave aren't mentioned. I mean, it really, it strains the imagination to think that all of the people saying things like this don't know that what they're saying is bunk. Because a lot of them know. Right. And the British did did end slavery in the, many of the colonies in the mid-1800s. The mm-hmm. um, but, but not everywhere. And also, I think it would have been... There was money in the British, in American slavery for the British. You right. Know. But anyway, it doesn't matter. It's all BS. It's all, I mean, it's all, he knows, it doesn't matter. Yeah, everything was about, everything was always about repressing blacks, and it wasn't about just merely, it's, if it's, if it was 1704, just surviving, Mm -hmm. 1750, 1775, merely trying to survive was top of mind for many people as well. Right. But anyway, they don't, he doesn't, you're right. Uh, By the way, on your thing about the flags, I think it's, it's going to be worse. I don't think that there's going to be another flag. I think they're going to change this flag. And try and make it the flag. I mean, what one. would it take? I mean, I I, I don't even know. What's, what's it's- There's like, uh, uh, that's done by act of Congress, I believe. The stars and stripes, like when they add stars and, or rearrange them and stuff. I think that's a an act of Congress. Well, thing. who's running Congress these days? Um, Joe Manchin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, also, I also wonder, like, do they realize that the... British offered material support to the Confederacy during the Civil War, right, too. I, like, don't... As you would know if you watched, like, literally any Civil War documentary. It's just... But you know who doesn't know this stuff? Are the young people and the kids of, like, all the people in these towns we live in in Massachusetts who are learning this crazy backwards mixed-up version of history in school and from their parents and from everybody else saying that America was founded on racism and genocide and that all of our founding ideals are just from a bunch of old white men who hated women and hated queer people of color, indigenous, whatever thing the thing is. Like, remember when stupid David Hogg said that that he was looking for the gun control movement of the queer, indigenous 
folks X who came before him who started the gun control movement. Like they're just like living in imaginary world, but it doesn't even matter to them that none of what they're saying is like remotely based in reality. It's like wild to me. There was um, some Lakota guy who went viral this weekend because he was giving the finger to Mount Rushmore and saying it was built on sacred Lakota land and, of course, ignored the people in the comments pointing out how the Lakota violently slaughtered the other tribes that were there before that were on that land previously. I mean, like, it just, it's kind of like what we were saying about the Moors, where it's like people just immediately jump in and, like, put things into their predetermined narrative of how they think stuff worked without bothering to find out when actually the real truth of this history is pretty interesting actually reading what frederick Douglass said about the fourth of july and about slavery and about the hypocrisy of people who supported the fugitive slave law and yet would turn around and celebrate the founders these things are more interesting and more rich and you learn more about life and about human beings and people than you do by you know casting everything into your big good versus evil black and white battle where all the you know, queer people of color and good liberals and socialists are like on one side of history and the old white men and Donald Trump are all on the other side of history. Like, it's just, it, that's such a flat, reductive way to look at everything. It, it, it's boring, frankly. I, I hate to tell you, Alice, um, this might be where a need for a belief in God is uh, is what's called for, because these people are without meaning and they feel no import in their lives, and so they're just constructing. Uh, they're constructing right. meaning out they of nowhere. They have no uh, spiritual battle that they're fighting, so they have to create an imaginary one and superimpose it onto real life. So let me th- listen to this. this. Is my man Joe Biden? He was in the coffee shop in Michigan. Do you want to move on or no? No, go ahead. Um, and so we're of two different minds on this. With the most- they asked him about the Russian hacks. The Russian mm-hmm. hacked a bunch of companies. With the most recent hack by the Russians, would you say that this this means We're not that- sure it's the Russians. Okay. With I spot most- gun okay. I got a brief on the, as I was on the plane. That's why I was late getting off the plane. I got a brief and... Uh, Right. He's transacting. He's buying ice cream okay, or something while he's... Cherries or something. Uh, I'll be in better shape to talk to you about it. He's still trying to transact. It's hard, it's hard for him to do two things here. Now he takes out his briefing paper from his inside pocket. I'll tell you what they sent me. Okay? Uh, that uh, the idea... First of all, we're not sure who it is for certain. Number one, and what I did, I directed the full resources of the, of the government to assist in a response if we determine. What else you need? Oh, nothing. You're all set. That's a okay. cashier. And um, uh, the fact is that uh, I directed. So, what's your take on this? This got all sorts of. This is ballyhooed here and there. Is this and that? What's your take? Yeah, I just. I mean. I agree. He probably seems like he didn't quite get the question, but I just don't. I think it's difficult to understand exactly what's going on in the mm-hmm. audio and what the back and forth is. And I don't I just didn't find it to be that big. And aha, he's really his mind is totally gone moment just because there's a lot going on. in the clip. terrible, Alice. I, I understand. He sounds terrible. 
I don't. I believe that he was. He just did get the briefing paper on the plane down there. He's probably not sure quite right. But he is really reaching, and he just sounds tired and old. And I, I, I don't, I don't have any reason to believe at the moment that this administration is not going to make a determination as to whether or not it's Russians or not, and that that we'll do something to retaliate. But he's just not. This guy is not sharp. I know it's not That's- new for us to say, but mm-hmm. this was. If I was in line behind him, I'd be like, holy jeez, are you kidding me? Are you serious with this? This guy's labor. First of all, he can't tra- transact with people. He's grabbing a piece of paper from his inside pocket now. He doesn't have a BS throwaway answer ready. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have like the transa- rules of transacting with uh, cash ready with this. Okay, this is a photo op. Right. I mean, it just wasn't as impressive a blooper as, it wasn't. as like when... <clears throat> He trailed off mid-sentence talking about Putin and didn't no, do anything there, there was not for 15 one, seconds. You're right. There's not one part of this, but the whole thing mm-hmm. is just not. And I don't, and I just, I don't, I'm not all that bothered by it. I know that there is a vice president ready and waiting. <laughs> Maybe. But I don't think it's great for She's him. She's waiting. You know? I don't know about ready. <clears throat> I think that if the guy needs rest because he's old now mm-hmm. and he's lots of lots of fastball, then just keep them out of cookie stores, whatever, and ice cream shops. Or maybe maybe that's what the doctor wants. I don't know what, what it is, but I didn't, uh, I didn't like it. All right, Alice. <clears throat> to uh, Wee Spa again. We're back at Wee Spa. We're back at Wee Spa. So what happened was, over the week when we played all that audio of the woman from, la- was that last week or a lifetime yeah, I ago? Yeah, it was last week. From last week, who berated the front desk at Wee Spa in L.A., because a guy with his um, his organ uh, exposed mm-hmm. was walking around the all-ladies section where they're all naked. Right. And the guy was walking around. She raised hell. Uh, a couple people, including this beta guy, said maybe he's trans. trans whatever. Was it a trans right. woman? It's right. just a trans woman. So now it's caused uh, protesters, both on the side mm-hmm. of, hey, get men out of there. And uh, and then, of course, uh, Antifa showed up mm-hmm. and beat the hell out of them and some other people. And this woman, who doesn't give her name, this woman was at the protests. She can't believe that she's being called anti-trans and a hater, etc. Right, because she sees herself as a good liberal. Yes. And she discloses that she had a similar experience last year. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be cute to take my daughter on a spa day. So we went to Wee Spa in... Koreatown. It's on Wilshire and uh, Rampart. This is a Korean family spa, so there's children there all the time. Like I said, it's a Korean spa, so um, everyone's naked. There's little girls who are naked with their older Korean grandmas who are naked. We got into the hot tub, my little six-year-old daughter and I, and we're having a great time. We're in there with other women. When a person, I guess, with a and a beard came over with two uh, girlfriends. They appeared to me to be lesbians with tattoos and colored hair. And they sat down on the edge of the hot tub where I was with my daughter, my six-year-old daughter, who was naked. And the person with the sat down on the edge of the hot tub with uh, just fully on display with his genitals fully on display 
And so me and the other women in the hot tub kind of looked each other in the eye and we just kind of made this face like, what the heck? And, uh, you know, we're motioning to my daughter. I'm motioning to my daughter. And the women in the hot tub are like, I know what the hell. Right. But this guy is happy as hell to be in there. Sitting next to the little kids. Absolutely. With his junk hanging Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so she gets out of Dodge. You know, we were just uncomfortable, and I was trying to block my daughter from seeing the on the person with the five o'clock shadow who was not trying to look like a woman at all. And we got out of the hot tub. By the way, I'm sorry, but that dude Mm -hmm. should be arrested. Yes, I would say so. In In better days in America, they absolutely would have been arrested. This other woman said, um, you know, they spoke to this person about covering up, but they refused. And I felt kind of horrified. I could see like the older Korean ladies peeking out from behind the kind of panels of the showers, trying to cover themselves up with a towel. Um, All the women were uncomfortable. No one wanted to say anything. Everyone in LA is pretty progressive. I'm a registered Democrat. I've been to gay pride. I have no problem with gay people. I have no problem with trans people. This is different. Right. And she was affected by this because this dude was happy, happy to enjoy himself. My daughter is six years old. And she was, like, nude. And this person wasn't making any attempt to look like a woman whatsoever. They walked in with the most entitled attitude uh, almost like spreading their legs on purpose. Imagine having to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Imagine it's- having to. And so this is going to be how it is. So right. you go there. Somebody, some big dude sexually intimidates your daughter. Right. And all the other women there. You run to management and this happens. I left with my daughter and went downstairs to talk to someone at the front desk and they apologized and uh, I got these two free passes to we spa <laughs> because I was upset <laughs> so that's what they gave me and they said sorry that's a new reality mm-hmm. yep oh your friend I know I'm sorry about that he had his uh, schmeckle yeah. there but here you go here's 50% off at Brigham's uh, next time yeah. you go there I feel bad for the spa honestly because they don't want to get yep. sued and I'm sure that they've been told by this group of people if this is like recurring with this particular group of people that they're going to sue them if they say anything and they're just having to hand out free passes for all the continuous complaints they're getting but they can't yes. not like their choices are go out of business or like continue to give everything away for free because they can't tell the people who are being Right. Offensive and, jerks to leave. Right. And now, of course, there's Antifa terrorists hanging outside. And this woman, even though she's laughing, she's laughing nervously and she's yeah. upset. She, This is affecting her. And then I spent the next day just really feeling horrible. It took me the whole day to even tell my husband what happened. I didn't want to say what happened. I couldn't really talk about it without crying. Like I said, I'm not... Uh, I've been to Pride on Santa Monica many times. It's fun. Of course she felt horrible because she had to sit there while her daughter was victimized by this spectacle. Yeah. By this guy's energy, etc. What everybody knows. She had to take it and I'm sure she felt terrible. 
terrible. I mean, because they were both of them were victimized. And if you're for this kind of thing, letting trans, letting men into women's spaces like this, and you think that that's the nice and good thing, then you don't care about little girls or women one damn bit. That's the truth of it. But this. isn't that always the way with the progressive left that all the diversity things who ends up getting the short end of mm-hmm. the bargain always every time whether it has to do with you know sharia law and muslims or whether it has to do with you know the transgender people aggressively invading women's spaces like it's always when you know when you get down to it women especially if you're white women or sort of like honorary white women like asian women according to progressives you're always the back of the line when it comes to the you know victimhood olympics that we have to all go through now in order to prove that we're good enough people to not be victimized more by these lunatics i hate that the antifa people are trying to pretend that everybody who has a problem are is a homophobe or a transphobe that's not true it's also too bad that she has to have her own grievance and negotiations with antifa that there's no authority mm-hmm busting their heads and protecting people. If you watch the video over the weekend, they were chasing people down and beating the crap out of them. Armed thugs. The only group that was allowed to hit back at Antifa was MS-13 or whatever. In which case, I wish you best of luck, (laughs) MS-13. I am on with you on this I don't know. It's It's just where everybody falls in the are we allowed to criticize them group. So I guess, you know, like gang or criminals, they somehow are allowed to beat up on white Antifa kids, but the white right. Antifa kids are allowed to beat up on women spa goers. So it just... It's incredible. <laughs> and yesterday I went to the protest and I saw them being violent to all these normal people and ripping signs out of their hands and throwing things at them and attacking people who were taking video who weren't on their side. So I hid my sign because <laughs> I didn't want to get beat up. Imagine. Imagine. Yeah, you're like a 30-year-old mom and part of your new reality is like, you know, making sure that the kids get all their inoculations, getting them to summer camp and making sure you don't get the bleep beat out of you for daring to speak out against a guy showing his member to a uh, six-year-old girl. That's your new reality now. Mm-hmm. Incredible. There's literally little naked girls running around in that locker room and there are people who just by saying that they're gender fluid or trans are taking advantage and coming in with their pee hanging out. There you go. I mean, I'd see, I'm glad that she's like waking up because... She's apparently not in the cult as deep as people we've seen here in Massachusetts who all take their kids to drag queen story hour. And I'm like, oh, look, the nice drag queen is teaching my kid to twerk. This is so cute. I love it. Like, I mean, I don't know. Those people are just really far gone. I don't know what the deal is, but I'm glad like some people are starting to wake up to the fact that there are absolutely people out there that enjoy this and get off on it and are abusing the goodwill and not wanting to be a bigot, you know, attitudes of well-meaning liberals. I am to- glad too, Alice, and I'm glad that there, there seems to be finally an organic grassroots movement to say enough. Unfortunately, 
the institutions have been permeated right. by this movement all over the place. Mm-hmm. And a government, every, just about I every mean, institution. We have major newspapers writing, uh, publishing opinion pieces that say it's good for kids to see, you know, men in bondage outfits, you know, playfully paddling each other mm-hmm. at Pride. And, you know, I mean, that's. In other times and places, that would have been considered grooming and dangerous and, you know, abusive to children. So I don't, like, the whatever path we're on is not good. And the fact that, you know, major newspapers are publishing this apparently without batting an eye when, you know, they're critical enough to not want to publish things by, like, sitting U.S. senators, it just boggles my mind. You're right. The institutions have absolutely been completely captured and taken over by this uh, just wacko ideology. Right, and because either this person is just a perv and wanted to get his jollies by checking out women Mm -hmm. and girls, or this person has gotten so much reinforcement over his delusion that he's a woman that he actually believes it and feels completely comfortable. Yeah, I mean, I just, I think that there are obviously people who enjoy things sexually that I don't want to see or be a part of. But I think the ones who are doing it just responsibly as adults in their own home, that they don't want kids to see it for the most part. And if they do, then they're a problem. And I hope the FBI is looking at them because, I hope uh, so. um, yeah, if you're an adult, you shouldn't want children seeing your kink. I don't know. I, that shouldn't be controversial. Hope I don't get canceled for saying adults shouldn't want to be doing sex acts in front of little kids. But it seems to me that that's like the most baseline, low-level standard that we should be able to hold people to. So, uh, speaking of the institutions, this this is Barclays Bank, you know, the big mm-hmm. bank out of the UK. Um, and this is for Pride Month. They did a whole series of these, but listen to one of the promotional videos they put out there. Gender identity, gender expression, sexual attraction, sexuality. They're all different elements to who we are. Somebody can be transgender and gay, transgender and bi, transgender and straight. They may be transgender and feel feminine, but express themselves in a masculine manner. There doesn't need to be a link between them. Where people... Doesn't need to be a link between them. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Everything we want is, it doesn't matter. But the fact is that's crazy is that this... Is that this theory stuff... Is coming out of a bank. I mean, yeah. how powerful are, are these HR departments that everybody says, oh, oh, yeah, okay, we'll just do this, but it's not over. What will go wrong is they think they need to understand it. You don't need to understand it, but to be a better ally, there are three things that you need to do. So in other words, now this is the HR department essentially telling everybody in the Barclays Corporations, mm-hmm. be a better ally. Know that term, acknowledge it for what we want it to be, and follow these directions. These are your action items, bankers. You need to wise up, stand up, and show up. Wising up is about educating yourself and not expecting the LGBT plus community to educate you. No, you have to do the work this comes down to. <laughs> this is the same thing. You're not supposed to use, uh, if you have questions about black identity, don't put that onus on a black person. Read uh, Kendi's uh, horse bleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um, it's, I'll get to my thing in a second. Go ahead. Sorry. Standing up is about standing up for the community as if you're part of the community. And showing up is about being visible. In- part of the community that decides at the drop of a hat what gender it is. 
one of dozens of genders, <laughs> by the way. Possibilities have, are endless. Right. Your allyship. It's about saying I'm an ally and being proud to be an ally, adding your pronouns to your email signatures and social media sites, and observing remembrance. Let me tell you something. I am for, I'm a proponent. Mm-hmm. If you believe in this stuff, I'm a proponent of you adding your pronouns. Yeah, to, show me who you are, Exactly. Please. Just, that's all I'll need to know. <laughs> Today is like Trans Day of Remembrance and sharing those on social media too. You don't need to be an expert, but by helping yourself and educating yourself, you're helping others. You're saying, I'm an ally and I think about diversity and inclusion. And that is the first step to brilliant ally. Not surprisingly, this is a trans person. With a- I ship. Yeah. Oh, everybody. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, what I was going to say before we were done is um, it's not like being an ally is an easy job. It's actually unbelievably exhausting if you signal to this group of people that you're an ally and that you're willing to do what they tell you to do and say the chance they tell you to say and put your fist in the air when they tell you to or kneel down when they tell you to. If you give them this inch to let them know that you're going to do what they want, then your life becomes a crazy set of dictates by you know, by people who can tell you to do whatever they want at any given time. So I just wanted, and this is not like a fringe thing. This is uh, from the New York Times' opinion column, Race Manners, which is like a uh, Miss Manners column, but for issues around race. So you can write in if you're concerned about, you know, how to be an ally or whatever, and ask them, ask this uh, whatever expert on race manners uh, what you should do. So this one is from June 28th. One of the most common pieces of advice I've heard given to aspiring white allies is to seek out more black opinions. This advice is coupled with an admonition to suspend one's own judgment and defer to black people on matters of race and racism. However, black Americans are a diverse group with a wide range of opinions on matters related to race and racism. As a result, I have seen this advice result in paralysis of judgment and the elevation of some bad ideas that come from the right people. If we ask Kimberly Crenshaw, Adolph Reed, John McWhorter, Angela Davis, and Tim Scott all to weigh in on defund the police, we'd get five different answers. What advice do you have for prospective and aspiring white allies about evaluating media from diverse sources and ultimately drawing their own conclusions? <laughs> I so, want to be uh, a white ally, Alice. And I don't know how. I just There's too many people telling me too many things. But anyway, this uh, this person writes back... Um, I've, Janae Desmond Harris, who's a contributing opinion writer at the Times, um, writes that, you know, that you need to weigh all these black opinions and figure out. But she writes in part this. This just blew my mind. I have empathy for you because I've been there wanting to do the right thing when it comes to marginalized groups to which I don't belong while encountering conflicting takes about what the right thing is. Is it helpful to transgender people or cringeworthy for cis people to put pronouns in our bios and email signatures? Are straight people supportive or an annoying presence at Pride? Am I honoring or alienating people if I use Latinx instead of Latino? Is fat a straightforward descriptor that I should use to support people who have reclaimed it? Or is the pain the word still causes for some reason enough to avoid it? I've had to accept there won't be a single clear answer and that I have to take responsibility for wherever I land on these questions. 
So yeah, so the answer is there's no good answer and you're just living on the whim of random activists to uh, right. to hope that you make the right decision in the moment or you're just screwed. And it changes day to day. These people change the dictionary like they did to criticize um, Amy Coney Barrett when she said, you know, whatever she said, sexual preference instead of saying, you know, whatever she said. Mm -hmm. But they changed the definition to update to say that the word was offensive the next day to prove to her that it was an evil offensive word that she didn't know because it wasn't offensive the day before. So you just you never know your life. If you buy in your life becomes uh, having to follow and deal with this every day for the rest of your life. There's no you can never be healed. So no. No. Yeah. You've you've pledged a lifelong service. Um, So also, the American Teachers Union, is it the AFT that's doing it, or which one is doing it? It's saying that everybody... The everybody's... NEA. Yeah, okay. They, they, everybody, they want everybody to wear masks, all the kids to wear masks. Thoughts on that, Alice? Um, I'm not for all the kids wearing masks. That might be the AFT, though, because I... Sorry, I'm having some camera issues from the kids being in here, but... um. That might be the AFT. I was thinking you were going to say the um, the critical race theory stuff. That's from coming from the NEA, but the AFT might be the ones pushing the masks and saying that all the, the NEA, kids- America's largest teachers mm-hmm. union, is holding a vote requiring mandatory COVID nineteen vaccinations, masks, and, tex- and testing for students before they return to f- classes in the fall. Um, the new business meeting action item submitted by fifty delegates is awaiting debate on their website. The action item calls for mandatory, safe, and effective COVID-19 vaccinations and testing for all students and staff before returning to face-to-face instruction in the fall, subject to medical exemptions in accordance with existing law and widely publicized. Um, let's see. Then actually, the action item notes that more than 600,000 people have died of COVID-19, adding that Black and Latinx communities have suffered twice the deaths, mm-hmm. and this inequality will deepen as variants spread. Do we know that... That inequality will deepen as variants spread? <laughs> or is that just, are we just making that up? The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention said in January that there is little evidence schools, quote, have contributed meaningful to the meaningfully to the increased community transmission. Mm-hmm. Um, so the CDC shoots it down and... Um, the Department of Education in April issued its second volume of its COVID-19 guidelines for schools to address... Th- the emotional and mental health impact of the pandemic on American students um, who were absent or not actively participating in classes, and that they were also, quote, more likely to be English learners, students with disabilities, students in foster care, students experiencing homelessness, students from low-income backgrounds, Native American youth, and migratory uh, students. Well, and this whole thing is like a bit of a red herring because for younger kids, there isn't even an approved vaccine yet. So, and, you know, I, I... Does that matter? Well, they can't vaccinate them if there's not an approved vaccine. Are we, we absolutely cannot? You can't. You can't give it to anyone under 12 yet. Who decides who gets it under 12? Um, the FDA, Anthony Fauci? The FDA. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so it has to go through the FDA emergency youth authorization. Mm-hmm. Um, and... The thing is, I mean, like, I don't know how it's going to affect it, this stuff that's going on with the older kids. I mean, it's obviously been in trials and 
it's effective. Like the kids that get the vaccine don't really get COVID because they weren't really getting COVID to start with. So the effectiveness <laughs> results are really good. But um, but they've been having issues in particular with younger men with um, some of these heart issues that have come up after the particularly after the second shot. And I'm thinking they might change it still and say that the second shot, the benefits don't outweigh the risks for kids because these vaccines are like over 90% effective with one shot in kids. And if there are significant risks with the second shot, I think they might pull back on that second shot for the older kids even. And we don't even know yet what's going to go on with the younger kids because there isn't even an EUA yet for that. So I mean, like, I don't think they're going to unapprove it for kids or anything, but you know, the, the calculus may change on the risk benefit and the dosing schedule might change for younger people, I'm thinking still. And and like I say, there isn't even an emergency youth authorization for kids under 12 at this point. I thought they would have done it by now even because I would think they would want kids to get them before the fall. Because as you know, there's at least like a six-week process. A bunch of kids in like half the country go back to school in mid-August. Right. So I would have think they would have done it already if they weren't having issues getting the results they wanted. Dateline Illinois. Mm-hmm. Illinois bill to put feminine hygiene products in boys' bathrooms goes to the governor. Excellent. This is something which I assume will be happening. Absolutely. Well, I think it's inequitable to do otherwise. Right. So you put them in the boys' bathrooms. That way, girls who've decided they're boys can use them because they're girls. Yes. And girls need those, not boys. So that's fine. So we'll just do that. We'll people play every part menstruate. of the logical argument. People who menstruate need them. Honey. Exactly. Whichever people. So most of those menstruate. are birthing people. <laughs> so that's fine, and and we'll do that. And what's going to happen is, in the boys' bathroom, you're going to have um, boys who know they're boys, who are teenagers and a holes, uh, grab these, I assume. And rifle them around the hallways or do whatever and they can. Flush 75 of them down the toilet and hope Or to just throw them the out the window or whatever. Because you, you're going to give the worst behaving demographic, uh, which is young American high school boys, uh, the opportunity to be jerks with something like this. Mm-hmm. They will take it. They are for this. So this Rachel Nichols thing, I don't understand. Rachel Nichols is an ESPN person. Okay. I don't understand like what she's in trouble for specifically. She... Kvetched about last year mm-hmm. about somebody else getting a gig over her at ESPN, right? Um, and because the person is a person of color, mm-hmm. and during the Me Too thing, oh no, not Me Too, during the race stuff, so they caught her on somebody got a hold of a tape of her talking to some another guy mm-hmm. about this about another woman getting a gig over her. Taylor made whoa, uh, what was that? Sounds like an ad to me. Wow, I recorded the ad. Tailor-made or one-size-fits-all. IBM is helping insurers do both. Shop IBM. Using AI on a hybrid oh, cloud helps them predict their clients' Can you be done, please, IBM? And speed. Wow, that's disappointing. Okay. Thank you, IBM. So they said to me, hey, instead of hosting the NBA Finals, what do you do? Give us a silent reporter job for the NBA Finals. Because guess what that would clearly for? Uh, for Maria to do the hosting. Yeah. So, I have declined. I don't know what their next move is, but they are feeling pressure because of all of that. And um, 
I'm trying to figure out like how to just, you know, my thing is that I, you know, I wish Marie Taylor all the success in the world. She covers football, she covers basketball. If you need to give her more things to do because you're feeling pressure about your like, crappy long-time record on diversity, which by the way, I myself, like, know personally from the female side of it, like, go for it. Just, you know, find it somewhere else. Like, you're not going to find it with me and take my thing away. I consider what I just heard there very typical office talk. Yeah, I think so. The problem is that she says that the reason they wanted to give her this gig is because right. they wanted to have diversity. So, Well, she might be right. She, she probably is, is right. And she's making a legitimate point that mm-hmm. many times when companies... That they'll like have a diversity spot. So she used to have the diversity spot because she's a woman. And then like now they're giving it to this other woman because she checks more boxes. But that's like, no bueno. You're not allowed to say that, you know, black people ever get spots doing anything because of companies wanting to look more diverse. Because that's considered like a shot now at Maria Taylor that she isn't she didn't really deserve it. Wait, don't we have a presidential administration hiring based on race and gender loudly and proudly saying that's why they did it? The fir- isn't this uh, we're aren't we supposed to be doing this proudly? Yeah, but if like Amy Klobuchar had been like had said, you know, oh, Kamala Harris is a great senator, but you know, like I would really want to be vice president and it's not really fair that they're just picking Kamala because she's like more diverse than me. Then, then Amy Klobuchar would be correct. <laughs> wow. And as a matter of fact, it happened. It, well, it, it, it... I know, but you're not allowed to say that out loud because then it sounds like, like if they didn't just want to be more diverse that they wouldn't have picked but Kamala. But Biden said he's picking a woman of color as vice president. Well, but the field had been so whittled down to a handful even a year and a half ago. So, but what we're supposed to believe is that there's just so many wonderful, extremely qualified women of color to choose from that, like, it's hard to even narrow it down to just Kamala because so many women of color would make fantastic choices for vice president, and that you're, and that you're not, um, that like, they, they would chose the worst. That, <laughs> that even if they weren't trying to choose based just on diversity, she would still be the best and most qualified. Even though, right. oh, okay. So you're supposed it, to- We just happen to be lucky enough that not only are we choosing a <laughs> black woman because we have time to make things right and you need the first black woman, but also the most extremely talented woman for the job was to happen to be a black woman. So two things. Yeah, so that's okay. what we're supposed to, we're supposed to believe okay. simultaneously that it's great to choose people based on race because you want to make things diverse on purpose, deliberately. But at the same time, we're supposed to believe that everyone who is chosen for those reasons also would have just been the most qualified person anyway, regardless. Because any time that you wouldn't just choose people of color in the same proportion as the population at least must be because of internalized racism okay. anyway. Well, good news so. for you, Alice. Rachel mm-hmm. Nichols has apologized. Doing journalism school is don't be the story. And I don't plan to break that rule today or distract from a fantastic finals. But I also don't want to let this moment pass without saying how much I respect, how much I value our colleagues here at ESPN, how deeply, deeply sorry I am 
for disappointing those I hurt, particularly Maria Taylor, and how grateful I am to be part of this outstanding team. Well, Rachel, I want to say thank you. Thank you for accepting responsibility for your actions. You know, as someone that has known you for a long time, you know, being around you, you have treated me with the utmost respect. So that's Kendrick Perkins, former NBA guy. He mm-hmm. he gives the blessing. She is absolved, everybody. Mob, you can go away. You don't have to go after her. And then another black guy host there also says she's a good person, so she's safe. Don't worry. It's nice to see the unity. It's too bad that these guys have to vouch for her not to be canceled. But mm-hmm. uh, that is the world we're in. Yeah, but I mean, they're using this to lash out at ESPN uh, and saying that they're racist, essentially. <laughs> and, um, you know, which, who knows? I, I assume that ESPN They're race-obsessed, certainly. I don't think that ESPN is probably the easiest environment to work in as a woman, generally speaking. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think that... Uh, I think it's probably a little bit more of a boys club than some other industries. Like if you work at Vogue, it's probably a little easier to be ESPN better start carrying those WNBA games uh, prime time. But, you know, they're part of Disney and Disney's Woke now, too. One of the stars, the voice actors of the Pixar movie Luca that's been all over Disney Plus and Mm -hmm. everything just came out as bi. So good. That's that's good. I think that's good thinking. um, Excellent. Um,. What else do we have? Um, I wanted to mention briefly that this weekend was also uh, the meeting of the Tolkien Society Seminar, where they talk about all things to do with the world of Tolkien. It's a very academic sort of seminar. It's, you know, they work together with the Tolkien Foundation or whatever it is. But um, I wanted to read you a few of these um, papers and abstracts that were being presented on it, because it's, it's definitely what I take away from Tolkien. Um, one of these papers is Gondor in Transition, a brief introduction to the transgender realities in The Lord of the Rings. Oh, good. The Problem of Pain, portraying physical disability in the fantasy of Tolkien. (sighs) The Burnt Hand teaches the most about fire, applying traumatic stress and ecological frameworks to the narratives of displacement and resettlement across cultures in Middle-earth. That's what I got from it. That's definitely what I got from it, from the dragon, definitely. Mm -hmm. The Invisible Other, Tolkien's Dwarf Women and the Feminine Lack. Do you say dwarf? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) What is a dwarf woman? Um, I think they feel there's a lack of... Uh, feminine dwarf women are mostly unseen figures featured only in dwarf? relation to male dwarves. Wait, you're, never... saying, wait, wait you're saying dwarf? Dwarf women. Wait, are you not able to say dwarf? <laughs> what? Wow, you've been saying dwarf. Oh no, Alice. <laughs> What's wrong with how I say dwarf? You say dwarf. <laughs> like Steven Dwarf or Dwarf on Golf. Huh. That's weird. Wow. We'll be examining this next burn barrel. Have a great day, everybody. Is it like how I say rural? Rural. All right. We will see you next time. Right now, I'm going to go to Sally's softball that's to game. All, that's to everybody out there, including elves, uh, halflings, and dwarfs. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, I'm going to go to the softball game. You can find us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod, Burn Barrel Podcast.com, uh, Burn Barrel Podcast at gmail.com, all those places. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.